0: Hello and welcome along to the Southampton audio programme for this evening's fixture against AFC Bournemouth. In today's issue, we once again have an update on our Southampton women's team, our feature interview, a look at our opponents, but first, a word from your manager. Dear supporters, welcome back to St Mary's for this Premier League match under the lights. I would like to begin by welcoming Gary O'Neill, his staff and players, who have done a very good job to put Bournemouth in a strong position on the table with six games to go. In our last match against Arsenal, we showed our quality and we showed our desire against the top team in the country so far this season. With our fast start, we showed our intention to win the game, playing with a high tempo, pressing them hard, forcing mistakes and taking our chances in front of goal. We knew they would respond after half time and we made some changes that helped us to defend better as a team and we were able to restrict them to very few chances before they scored their second goal. The last 10 minutes was the most difficult part for us, when the crowd was pushing for them and we came under more pressure. In the end, we were not able to win the game, but we did take an important point and move on. We know the level we are capable of producing. We have now done this twice against Arsenal, also against Chelsea, Manchester United and Tottenham in recent weeks. To take the points that we need between now and the end of the season, we must bring the same desire, the same intensity and the same ruthlessness in front of goal to every minute of every match. A night game at St Mary's is a unique experience and a special atmosphere, especially when we face our neighbours from Bournemouth. Their support from our fans who travelled to Arsenal on Friday night was absolutely amazing. To a St Mary's full of passionate Saints fans tonight, singing for us and creating a noisy atmosphere in the stadium from the first minute to the last will only help us to achieve the results we have been working for all week. We march on. Time now for your Southampton women's update. Southampton FC women found their shooting boots as they romped to a 4-0 win over Coventry United in the Barclays Women's Championship. Katie Wilkinson opened the scoring from the spot early in the second half before Ella Pusey slotted the second home. Sophia Farrow's drive and shot provided Saints with a three-goal buffer before Beth Lumsden scored a goal of the season contender with an audacious flick. Long before, and even in the goalless first half, Saints made their intentions clear. Within five minutes, neat play down the right-hand side saw Pusey with face to drive. A ball to Farrow was well controlled, but a shot flew over the bar. Coventry grew into the game, managing to play around the Saints' high press, on a few occasions but unable to break down the side defensively. As the first half ticked by, Saints were unfortunate not to go ahead on three occasions when Alice Griffiths hit the woodwork, when Farrow forced the contra keeper, Eleanor Heaps into a stretching save, and when Katie Wilkinson headed a corner over the bar in the dying minutes of the half. Saints did, though, break the deadlock not long after the interval when Wilkinson was brought down in the box by the contra keeper and the referee pointed to the penalty spot. Wilkinson took the spot kick herself, dispatching her shot low and hard into the bottom corner to give Saints the lead. Wilkinson's strike partner, Pusey, got on the score sheet two minutes later as she fed through into the box by Griffiths and despite pressure from defenders, was able to slot past heaps to double the lead and put Saints in the driving seat. The ball was fed down the right wing for Farrow, who took charge and drove into the box. There she shot low and hard across the keeper and taking a nick off Jodie Bartle, the ball nestled in the far corner to make it 3-0. Mary and Spacey Kale made her first changes of the game in the attacking sphere as Beth Lumsden and Lexie Lloyd-Smith entered the fray in place of scorers Wilkinson and Pusey. Saints maintained their rhythm and less than two minutes later they were able to score a fourth. Morris sent a ball across the box and substitute Beth Lumsden provided a peach of a goal, sliding the ball behind a standing foot and past the goalkeeper to secure Saints' fourth of the game and seal all three points. Jan Benderek arrived in Southampton as a 21 year old with a lot to learn. Thrust into a relegation fight in his first season in the Premier League, the Polish defender has grown from experiences good and bad, experiences he now shares as a relative veteran in Saints' latest survival scrap. From boyhood team to boyhood dream, Jan Benderek is the first to admit his journey in Premier League football has not been the easiest. Since joining Southampton from Lech Poznan, the club he supported as a child in 2017. The Polish defender has become a key figure in an ever-changing Southampton side, featuring in 167 matches since his arrival. Making his debut for the club in an AFL Cup defeat to Wolves in August 2017, Bendereck didn't feature again until January 2018 in a 1-0 victory over Fulham in the FA Cup. With no shortage of competition at centre-back, it wasn't until the 14th of April 2018 that he was handed his first Premier League start, a game in which he scored and cemented his place in the developing Southampton team. It was hard. I was 21 then, so I don't think I was aware how complicated the world is, he reflects. Because I played in Poland at my boyhood club, like Poznan, I was a fan of this club, so it was like living a dream. Then I came here to the Premier League, and it was like a completely different sport. There was the intensity, the quality of the players. I wasn't aware of it before I came here. I thought the standards and the quality in Poland was really high, but when I came here, there was a lot of good players. Even down... To the finer details, his experience in England has been a world away from what he was used to in Skloppa, a small town to the east of Poznan in his homeland. It was difficult, but I was living the dream in the best league in the world, he says. Everything around, the football is unbelievable in the Premier League. The stadiums and the facilities are unbelievable. Even the pitch, it's so strange, but the, the grass is different here in the Premier League. Even when we play international games with Poland, we have an unbelievable national stadium there, but the pitch is different than the grass here, it's beautiful. Just 21 years old when he arrived in England, there was plenty to learn for a young man who openly confesses he thought he knew it all when he came to football and his game. The first few weeks were really difficult to cope with. Day by day I was learning, I was trying to listen to everyone, I think. That was the most important thing to not have to have a high ego trying to tell everyone that I know best. You have to be humble, work hard and learn. There was a lot of people who tried to talk to me and the most difficult thing for me was to listen to them. I think the main thing you have to do is listen and learn, because if someone has something to tell you, they want to help you. It was difficult for me to understand someone is trying to give some information to help me with my game. It's not easy to listen about mistakes, but that's normal. When I was 21, it was kind of difficult to listen and learn. The sooner you understand that, it will be better in the future. It's also the same at home. It's similar with parents. He laughs. They try to tell you one thing, and now I'm 27, and I feel like I'm Oh, but it's not important to listen, because they're your parents, they want the best for you. As it is for many of us when we arrive in new surroundings, Bednarek struggled to settle in and turn to the players around him, both young and old, to help ground him and guide him during his first few weeks at the club. Dusan Teric was here. He played with my brother in Holland, so he was really surprised that we were really brothers. Sedlik and Pierre-Emil Heuberg were here too. They were a lot of players that helped. James Ward-Prowse was really helpful. He still is at Southampton now and I think we had a real experienced group and I really think they helped us a lot. From a fresh-faced 21-year-old to an experienced 27-year-old, the transformation has been seismic for the Polish defender, who's now leading voice and a figure both on and off the pitch. I always try to help my teammates, he says. I tried to help and make them better on the pitch. Sometimes it's hard because you might be thinking I'm trying to talk to them too much, but it is what it is. I only do that because I care, and that's the main thing. It's a natural thing for me to to do. I try to help other people and try to make everyone better, and I will try to do it all the time. I'm not really thinking about it. It just comes out naturally for me. Some people ask me how, but it's just what you do. His leadership skills have been more apparent than in a dramatic encounter at the Emirates last time I'm out which provided a game of two halves for Ben Reik, who was forced off the pitch shortly before the conclusion of the first half. The doctor had to do what was best for me and in the interest of the club, he accepts. I thought it was good to play on, but I wasn't allowed to do that because it hurt a little bit because we had a good result. I wanted to help the team. And help the team he did with fellow centre-backs Dujay Saletakar and Lianko from the sidelines in the 64th minute. Just two minutes later, select a car I had a home at the back post to make it 3-1. It's normal. I think from the side you can see more things than you can do on the pitch. While I wasn't able to be on the pitch, I tried my best to up from the sidelines, especially the guys in my position. It's natural for me, so it wasn't strange for me after concussion that I started to act differently. That was it. It's me and I tried to do the best I can for the team. Of course, the guys did a great job. Second half, we were winning 3-1, but I think because we put so much effort in the first 88 minutes, we struggled a little bit at the end. Overall, I think it was a great performance and hopefully many more to come. You have to understand that every game is the same and you can't really put more pressure on yourself. You have to do the same thing every single game and give as much as you can to perform at your highest level. I think that's the most important, to get consistent at the end of the season, to get points, and hopefully the other results will help us stay in the league. Having waited nine months to make his Premier League debut on his initial arrival at the club at the beginning of the 2017-18 season, Ben Reck was once again forced to display his patience as he spent the first half of the current campaign on loan at Aston Villa. Now an integral part of Seller's Southampton sign and making 14 appearances since his recall at the end of January, the 2022-23 season has become reflective of this first year on the South coast as the Saints once again find themselves battling for survival. The evening's clash with Bournemouth is a tale we've witnessed before. Five years ago this week, Adus and Talich Brace earned Saints a decisive 2-1 victory over their South Coast rivals at St Mary's. It's a feat Benarek will no doubt want to replicate tonight. Of course, it's a massive game, he says. It's another final for us. I would say we have to focus on the three points. We have to focus on the task and we can't get too emotional and think if we lose that game, we are down. We just have to win it and we have to do it the best we can prepare as good as we can. Look at our game and plan it and follow it. Less emotion, more thinking. But while a more pragmatic approach is needed as Saints battle for their survival, emotion was at the forefront of everyone's mind when Saints famously travelled to Swansea in May 2018 with Benderak in the starting lineup for a must-win relegation clash. That was a tough game, he remembers. Of course, emotional, because... If you lose your gang, Dan, if we drew, we were down. So we had to win this game. And I think in this game, we were quite confident that we had the quality and ability to to win the game and having so much experience. This day, we were quite confident. Of course, we had had a few young players coming into the team like me, Sam McQueen. I remember Prowse, who was still quite young. We survived and it was a big celebration afterwards. With just six games to go and everything at stake, Benarek is also aware of how quickly fortunes can change in football and is calling for consistency as Saints prepare for a sprint finish. It's tough because we struggle in the league and we have a tough situation. Six finals to go, six games to get points and survive in the league. I think there's been a lot of changes in the club and a lot of young players coming into the club. We can witness that. The Premier League is very demanding and everything takes its time because we have a very talented group. A really young group, and I think that's why it causes problems, because we've lacked a consistency. We had a really good performance like last weekend at Arsenal, but also we struggled in some games. The main thing is to get consistent. We have to be week in, week out on top of our game. We have to do as much as we can to be prepared 100%. That's all we can do. I think we messed up in the earlier parts of the season, and if you cannot fix it, just like that. Of course, they're big games, but we can only win three points in the next game. That's what we have to do. Time now for the Tactical Watch by Sam Tai. What condition are AC Bournemouth in ahead of tonight's clash? Bournemouth's strong recent run of results came crashing to a halt on Sunday as they lost 4-0 at home to West Ham. This was the seventh time they've lost a Premier League game this season by three goals or more, but only the third time it's happened at home, with the other two administered by Arsenal and Manchester City. This makes it somewhat of a shock as home turf has generally been a safe space for them this season. This brings the Cherries to a critical moment in their season. Their five point buffer on the relegation zone heading into game week 33 could swing either way from the safety of eight to the peril of two, depending on midweek results. What went so wrong for Bournemouth at the weekend? It was a performance that left manager Gary O'Neill crestfallen, but Ruben Sellers, present at the Vitality Zone, will have been making furious mental notes on how to recreate some of the difficulties for the juries that they experienced. All four goals scored were either from crosses into the box or set pieces. West Ham are notably strong in this area, but regularity with which Bournemouth struggled with balls and causes the heavy scoreline. They've now conceded 20 set-piece goals this season, by far the most in the division. Next is Nottingham Forest on 14. Goalkeeper Neto is typically reluctant to leave his line. and That puts more pressure on the centre-backs to deal with crosses. Looped, higher balls seem particularly problematic. The type that Paul Onuachu loves to attack, coincidentally. The jury's distribution out from the back as a whole suffered too with the Hammers pressing and pouncing on loose balls from their left side build-up. Sellers' focus on the off-ball work could play dividends here if Saints can press their opponents into more mistakes. What should Southampton be wary of? First and foremost, Bournemouth are a wounded animal, but that defeat will sting all the way up until kick-off, where their chance to put things right begins. The last time they lost heavily, 3-0 to Aston Villa, they bounced back with a 2-1 win over Fulham. Philip Billings' direct running and ball carrying in attacking midfield is a threat Savonarpta must find a way to quell, as he can launch Bournemouth into excellent attacking situations single handedly at times. The strikers' runs off defenders are designed to create space for the Dane. They have great speed in Dango Owatara and Jade Nanty from the flanks, while Marcus Tavernier has a wicked shot from distance if he's allowed space to line one up. It was a dramatic evening watching Saints at Arsenal. We thought it was going to be a difficult one for us, but we made a superb start. We couldn't have asked for a better one, really. A mistake by Ian Ramsdale was brilliantly seized upon by Charlie Alcaraz, and that set us up really well with his strong position in the game. Taking chances that enable us to put the pressure on the opponent is a big thing. Not doing so has held us back at times this season. The performance was impressive, and I would have taken a point before the game kicked off. However, there is always that tinge of disappointment given that we held a 3-1 lead until the final moments. Alcaraz put in an eye-catching display and showed exactly what a player with such attacking intent can bring. He was only on the pitch for 45 minutes but took his goal on expertly, providing a great pass for Theo Walcott's goal and was also effective in his own box with a goal line clearance. It would have been good to see what he could have done in the second half but Ruben and his staff made the calculated decision to bring him off to his yellow card in the first half and other bookings across the team. It was one of those big calls that a manager has to make each week. The game itself showed the level of drama that the Premier League brings and why we still want to be a part of it all next season. Arsenal will have wanted a response to dropping points in their previous two games, but they will also know that they are no easy fixtures in this division. Everyone associated with our club wants to pit themselves against the very best and that level of competition comes in the Premier League. Relegation is staring us in the face, but there's still more than enough points to be played for to prevent that. We must now back up in the Arsenal result with a win against Bournemouth. There is no getting away from the fact that it is still a huge game for both clubs and an opportunity that we simply have to take. We have given away too many points in games that have been labelled must win this season and we must deliver now while retaining a level of calmness and composure. I'd like to end by just noting the achievements of some of our other sides in this campaign. Our women's team have their final fixture on Sunday and are set to secure a mid-table finish in their first year in the championship. And our promising B team group have earned a shot at promotion. For Mary and Spacer Cale and her players, It will be a case of continuing to improve year on year as they have done excellently so far. For the B team, success will bring recognition as a team and as individuals with the hope that a good number of those players will be able to progress to the first team. Franny